for some brand new. Amen. And this morning, um, it, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. You might know that. And so I like to drink some water. So what we did last night that's kind of happened is, is when I go to drink water so there's not an awkward silence, I want you guys to say amen. All right? So, okay, that's good practice. So if you guys want to throw out some hallelujahs, you can. But just let's not make those moments awkward. Let's just let's have some fun here this morning. So we're going to be talking up about brand new. And, and what I want to do is I want to encourage you to take some brand new steps this year. Amen. Take some brand new steps. Do something different than you've been doing. Get a hold of God and say, God, what do you want me to do this year? What, what can I do to make myself better? And like, we, what do we got Wednesday night? Water baptism. How many of you guys are signed up for water baptism? How many of you guys should be signed up for water baptism? You know, maybe you were, you were baptized as a kid or whatever. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing it again. You know, I have some understanding now that I did not have back when I was a kid. And I've even thought about, I even thought about doing it this time. Not, that's not going to happen. But one of these times, you might actually see me getting double dunked. I'm going to do it on a night when pastor's not dunking because he probably hold me under. But, you know, so, but if you're a brand new believer, you know, hey, what a great way to start out the new year. You know, Wednesday is January 1st. What a great way to start the new, new year by being baptized brand new. Amen. So we got a great service coming up Wednesday night. You need to be here. I'm amazed. We just had a huge baptism service a month ago. There was like 30 people baptized. You know, we've already got a whole nother group of people that are ready to do it again a month later. God is changing lives in this house. Amen. And it's because of you. It is because of you. Amen. Also, how about this? How about an all-in commitment? An all-in commitment for a brand new year. Are you guys all in? You know, maybe, uh, maybe you're brand new to this house. Maybe you're brand new, you're just saved. How about making a brand new commitment, an all-in commitment to the house of God? You know what, if you're already serving, maybe, uh, maybe you've been attending the garden for 20 years. You know, I don't know. That was a joke, 20 years. Okay, come on, you guys are going to have to work with me this morning. Come on. I was going to have Trevor in the, in the drum room giving me a drum roll for jokes, but we're not going to do that. But maybe you've been here for six or eight years, for as, you know, however long. Maybe you just need to up your commitment to the house. Maybe you need to begin to serve. If you're just attending, maybe you need to start serving in some small way, whatever it is. You'll be amazed at what it does when you begin to serve in the house. Um, maybe you're already on a ministry team. Maybe you need to up your commitment. Up your commitment to what you're doing in the house. Maybe you're on the hook team. Maybe you need to up your commitment. Maybe we all need to up our commitment. Look at your neighbor. Say, up yours. Look at your, I'm going to give you guys, some of you guys looked at the other one like, I can't believe he said that. Look at your other neighbor. Say, up yours. Come on, we're going to encourage ourselves to up our commitment in this new year. You guys remember that, you know, if you're old enough, you remember seven up yours? Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. There's nothing wrong with up in yours. But if you're believing God for a brand new year this year, give him a brand new commitment. We're going to be launching the growth track in February. That's a new deal we're doing in church, the growth track. What it's going to do, it's going to help you to grow. Maybe some of you guys are new. It's going to 
we're going to do some stuff that's going to teach you about the garden, how we function here, but it's also going to teach you some stuff about you. It's going to, you know, a lot of, you hear it a lot, you know, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know what? We're going to show you what you're interested in. What, what is attract, what are you attracted to and use that for ministry? Intentionality in your life. You know, there's some, there's some things that you like. There's some things that God has made and he's put in you. We just use them intentionally to advance the kingdom of God. That's what the growth track is going to help you do. We're also going to, to uh, be fasting. How many of you guys are excited about fasting? You know, that starts on Wednesday. On Wednesday. This Wednesday. That's right, Keith. You probably should be practicing before Wednesday. But this Wednesday, we start every year at the garden. We do a 21-day fast at the beginning of the year. You know, some people fast hard. You know, a couple years ago, I fasted only water. And um, that was incredible. Uh, and, but you better know that God's telling you to fast water because you won't make it if you don't. Because there was times where I just want to quit. But I knew that this is what God had put on my heart. This is the way I was supposed to do it. But we're not asking that you just fast water. We're asking that you, as a, as a, us as a team, that we just participate in some way. Just participate. You know, this year in our house, we're also going to shut off our TV. Fast media. That's going to be a big deal for me. But here over these last couple weeks, I know that God's speaking to me that that's something that I need to do in the fast this year. Because I keep hearing, you know, successful people don't spend very much time in front of the television. You know, they're reading, they're, they're figuring things out, they're, they're going for life. And how many of us spend too much time in front of the TV? You don't have to raise your hand, but hey, that's good you can admit it. Because I know I do. And there's times where I'm thinking, yeah, what am I doing sitting in front of this TV? How many of you guys love reality TV? No, you guys are lying because I know you guys are all watching that stuff. You are. But anyhow, so maybe you fast media. Um, but, what, but whatever it is that you fast, also we're doing the easy videos. And what it is is, is we're doing the easy track. I guess that's what you call it. I don't know. But in your worship guide, it tells you what we're going to be doing. Uh, January 1st through 7th, we're fasting sweets for direction. Join in that. It's an easy way. Just fast sweets for that week. January 8th through 14th, fasting bread for healing. So we fast bread that week. January 15th through 21st, fast dairy for family and finances. Guys, we're trying to make it easy for you to, be, to, to start a brand new fasting lifestyle. You know, fasting should be part of our lifestyle. We worship, we read the word, we fast. It doesn't mean you have to fast all the time, but you know, I fast at least once a month. At least once a month. And we need to make fasting a part of of our commitment to God. Amen? So up yours. So, but, but, and make sure when you're fasting that you're praying. Because if you're not praying, you're just going without. Because it's just a reminder. You know, it just, you don't want to get hungry. You know what? I know, remember what this is about. This is about and not eat. This is not about eating. This is about God. This is about my focus. This is about me getting in that place where I can hear from God. Amen? So those are just some ways that this year, you can up yours. You can be brand new. Everybody say brand new. Brand new. I want to be brand new this year. So, you know, God has an ultimate plan for your life, and he always has. So let's, let's look in Revelations 21.4. Hello. Hey, look at this. Amen. Amen. Come on. All right. I won't have to remind you guys that every time. It says in Revelations 21.4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, 
crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Guys, there's some old orders that have been in your life in the last year. Those things need to pass away. And there's some stuff in our lives, man, we need to put a period there, and we need to move into the next year brand new. Amen? We need to realize that this was God's plan for all mankind from the beginning, and sin sort of screwed that thing up. So God had to overcome that situation with a plan, and Jesus overcame that issue. Amen? Jesus has already overcome that issue. We are brand new. Guys, at salvation, we are brand new. We are brand new. Once again, he wants to wipe away tears from your eyes. Every place where it hurts, every place where there's been disappointment, every place where it stinks. How many of y'all got some stinky places in your life? I got some stinky places in my life. God wants to wipe away all that stuff. He's already provided a way so that we don't have to to walk in pain. We don't have to cry. Amen? Because I know some of you guys are crying. There's times where I'm crying. I'm crying out to God. God, I need some help in this area, God. I need to be brand new right here. Amen? And then in, in the NLT, he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying and pain. All these things are gone forever. Salvation is a finished work. Guys, these things are gone forever. They're gone forever. So we move on to verse 5. It says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Jesus said, I am making all things brand new. Amen. We're going to have a brand new year. We can do that. Amen. It's, it's in us. God's already done it. Think about this. Think about the stuff that you got for Christmas. You guys got some stuff for Christmas, right? New stuff is cool. You guys like to get new stuff? Yeah? I like to get new stuff. I got some new socks. How many of you guys like new socks? Man, I love putting on new socks. So last night when I was getting ready for church, I was like, man, I'm putting on my new socks. I'm thinking, this is, this is good. You know, putting on new socks, I feel fresh. I feel good. I feel good this morning. I put on a new pair of socks this morning, too, two days in a row. New socks. That's awesome. You know, but I could take the old socks that have holes and worn out in them, and I could have Kelly sew the holes up in them. That, well, or I could take them somewhere, and I could get the holes sewn up in them. And um, good thing she's not here this morning. But, um, but, you know, they could fix them all up, but it would not be the same as putting on new socks. You know what, guys? There's some stuff in us that, that we keep asking God, God, patch this hole up in my life. Fix this thing. Fix that. You know what? He's already done it. He made you brand new. He's not going to fix up the old. When we make that commitment to Christ, we are brand new. Brand new. And I think that, man, if we can get a hold of this issue, if you don't get anything else out of this this morning, we got to come to the realization, we got to get a revelation that, man, when we accepted Jesus Christ, we became brand new from the inside out. We're brand new. It doesn't mean that we have to change the things that we're doing on the outside. If we'll let God do that work on the inside and we'll accept what he's done for us, the things on the outside will begin to change. Those things will begin to change. Um, you know, this is the God that we have. 
God likes to make thing, all things new. You know, very few people have experienced God's ability to make all things new. They're waiting for heaven. They're waiting for heaven. Guys, we don't have to wait for heaven. But the word teaches us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will can be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We don't have to wait for heaven to be brand new. It says, God always intended for you to have your tears wiped away and everything to be made new right here, right now. He doesn't want us to wait till we get to heaven to experience God life. God life doesn't start when we die. It starts when we're born again. It starts when we believe. Guys, we need to approach God with the concept of new. You know, we get some twisted thinking, and we want him to fix the old. God might improve my life. He'll make me better. He'll stop the bleeding. No, he wants to make all things new. What does it say in 2 Corinthians 5.17? How many of you guys know that scripture? Man, that's like a staple. Last night, there, the whole congregation was quoting it. Okay, then I'll just read it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I want to be brand new. But you know what? I am brand new. I am brand new. I am brand new. Guys, we need to think about I am brand new. It's already done. Now I just got to walk in what God has said. Now we got to walk in it. We got to keep looking, quit looking at the stuff that, that holds us back and start looking at the truth of God. Amen. Trying to improve, improve the old you, you can't. Because this is what we need to grasp. The old you has passed away. It's gone. Salvation. It's come. Jesus Christ has done it. It's a finished work. You're brand new. 78% of Americans surveyed said they were the label Christian. Only 7% of those surveyed said that their life had experienced any real change. And what's sad is we see that in the church, too. Because we see people that come to church and they're doing the church thing, but then when you get around them on the outside of the walls of the church, you see that, you know, God is not really, they've not, they're not allowing God to do the things in their life that he really intended for them to live. They're not living the life that God wants for them, that God's provided for them, that Jesus died on the cross for. Amen? But we're going to do better than that. We want to show you, what we want, what we want to do in here is, here at the gardens, we want to show you how real change can take place in your life, the change that takes place on the inside. You know, this year we don't need a New Year resolution. How many of you guys are making New Year's resolutions? I'm not. I'm not. I've never kept them. How many of you guys have kept New Year's resolution? I don't believe you guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, I still, you have, okay, we have one person. And her husband's saying that she didn't do it. So, anyhow. Amen. No, no. I believe you, Amber. Just calm down. <clears throat> this is, just calm down. We'll talk about it later. But, um, <laughs> but we don't need... <laughs> Sandy's going to be in big trouble today. Hallelujah. Says we, we don't need a New Year's resolution, guys. We really don't. We need a New Year revolution. 
Guys, we need a revolution to take place on the inside of us. Let's not look for a new leaf to turn over. Let's look for a new life. Amen. Let's look for new life. New life, everything brand new. You know, so there's three ways that we can express life change. We can do it from the outside in, or we can do it from the inside out. Guys, and, and if it comes from the inside out, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick. If it comes from the outside in, it's not going to change. It's not going to it's not going to stick. If you change the outside, the inside remains the same. But if we work on the inside first, the outside eventually changes. Amen. You can number so so one of the first ways you can expe- express it behaviorally, a change in the way that you live or whatever, the things that you do, or you can express it spiritually. And so what I mean by that is is you know, spiritually, you know, sometimes, you know, I used to with, when I thought spiritually, because I, I was raised in, in church where, man, they, they got pretty crazy. When you said spiritual, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff went on. Come on. We've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah, they roll around on the floor and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your spiritual life is, is your relationship with God, your relationship with the word, your relationship with the people that God has placed in your life. That's the spiritual life that I'm talking about. From the inside out. This coming year will be the best year of your life if it's the best uh, if, if it's the best year of your life spiritually. If you let God do something on the inside, the outside will experience change as well. Guys, let's let God do something on the inside of us starting today. Starting today. Let's get a revelation of what he's done. We're brand new. On the inside, we are brand new. Or you can do something different. You can do something different, or you can become someone different. Amen. From the inside out, stop struggling with changing the activities in your life. The who you are determines the what you do. Change the who you are, and you'll find you doing new things. Change the who you are. That comes through the Word of God. You know, I remember. And some of you guys have heard my testimony, and, you know, I've, I've got a pretty crazy testimony. God has done some great things in my life. But I remember the day that I really, I was about 25 years old, I really remember the day that, that I honestly made a heartfelt commitment to God. I'll never forget that day. And this is the thing is I was not sober. I was under the influence. It was not the influence. I mean, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was there. But physically, I was not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I was under the influence of other things. I'd been partying for a couple of days, had been up. I was drinking to get myself down so that, so that I could get back to whatever it was, you know, soberness, I guess. I was drinking to get sober. Figure that out. But, um, but I remember that day, and I just I cried out to God. And I said, you know what, God? If you can get me out of this situation... I will serve you the rest of my life. And it was a heartfelt commitment to God from the inside. I didn't change. I wasn't even sober when I made the commitment. See, what we're doing, trying to do is, is even as believers now, we're trying to change what's going on on the outside so that we can get a change on the inside. And if we would realize that God, if you make that commitment to God, God's already made you new on the inside. We don't change what we're doing on the outside. Hey, if you want to begin to do that, good. But if you will change how you view God and what he's done in your life when you made that commitment to Christ and say, you know what, I am brand new, the things that, that need to fall off are going to begin to fall off. You're going to find yourself 
You're going to find you doing things brand new. You're just going to realize, hey, you know what? Things are changing in my life. Things are changing. It's, man, we got to realize what's gone, gone on when we accepted Christ. We are brand new. If we will, we will grasp that instead of trying to fix what's going on the outside, God will begin to do a work inside, and it will change the outside. Amen? So stop struggling with changing the activities of your life. The who you are determines what you do. Change the who you are, and you'll find you doing new things. You can, number three, you can try to improve the old you, or you can become the new you. The new you is on the inside. The new you is in there. God's already provided everything that we need for life, for godliness. Life in the natural, life in the spiritual word. He's already put it all in you. You got it. You have strength for all things. You're ready for, you're equal to anything that comes your way through Christ. God is working all things together for your good because you love him, you've called to his purpose. Amen? That's what I do. Man, I'm internalizing that stuff. God is changing my life, and he needs to change it. We all got stuff. So you can try to improve the old, or you can become the new. Becoming new actually allows you to sustain life change. Guys, becoming new on the inside, that's what's going to cause you to sustain the change. Because when we do it on the outside, it's, you know, New Year's resolution. We try and do this stuff on the outside. It don't work. It will start with God first on the inside. The outside will fix itself. Amen? Praise Jesus. So I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are thinking, how do I become the brand new me? Isn't that what you guys are thinking? I see little bubbles popping up, and that's what you guys were thinking. God, you know, God couldn't, we're going to talk, talk about Hebrews a little bit here. It says, God couldn't get people to embrace redemption, so he actually set up a system to prove to mankind that it wouldn't work, that we couldn't redeem ourselves by what we did. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, they would sin. And what did they have to do? It's really weird to me. You sin, so you go kill something. Isn't that kind of weird? Some of you guys would be on an eternal killing spree. <clears throat> You know, I'm thinking, man, if they had to buy hunting licenses back then, I would be broke. But what they would do is they, you know, you'd sin. The rules are, uh, you know, here's the rules. God said, here's the rules. Okay, if you break these rules, uh, you're going to make a sacrifice. You're going to kill something, you're going to shed its blood, and you're going to use it to cover up that sin. So they're just covering up this sin. But nobody could follow the rules, so they shed a lot of blood, but they still felt guilty. See, even though they were covering up that blood, they still had to, to deal with guilt, shame, fear, all those emotions that, that have to be dealt with, even though because you're just covering it up. That's all they were doing. But, you know, and Hebrews goes into a theological discussion about it, and I don't really get it all. If you want theological discussion, talk to Lauren Cain. He's incredible. But here's the simple version. So let's look at Hebrews 10, 16 through 18. It says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. So what's really cool about this is this is the covenant I will make them. He's making a brand new way. He's taking them out of the old way of having to go out and kill stuff. And he's saying, I'm going to make a brand new way for my people. It says, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. And I will, and, and let me start that over. I will put my laws into their hearts And in their minds, I will write them. And to me, this is so incredible. If you think about it, 
I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. See, he's not writing it on a stone tablet for them to do. But he's, I'm putting my word into their hearts so they can be who I've called them to be. He said, I'm not telling them to do right. I'm giving them my words so they can be right. See, God has given us his word. He's already, he's did away with it on the tablets. He's given us the word. He's written in here. And if we will get into it, it'll be written internally. It'll be written in our heart. And when it's written in our heart, we don't have to go atone for our sins anymore. We know what the word of God says. He has provided a brand new you. I'm putting my word in their heart so they can be who I've called them to be. He said, I'm not telling them to do right. I'm giving them my word so they can be right. Guys, you guys are right. We are right. We are right standing with God. If we'll accept that, really accept that, there's going to be some huge freedom in this next year. Huge, huge freedom. Huge. Then verse 17 says, then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds will, will, I will remember no more. I will remember, God don't remember them anymore. We're the ones that remember them. But they're covered. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. We don't have to put up an offering for sin anymore. God's covered us for the sins we've already committed, the ones we're going to commit. Now does that give us the freedom to just go out and sin? No, what it does gives me the freedom to take what God has given me and, and walk the life that he's called me to walk in. I'm not going to use it as a license to steal. I'm going to use it as a license to do what's right and good and follow the path that God has for me. Look at what he said. He said the old system could cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. The old system couldn't. They still felt guilty, so I'm going to make all things brand new. Guys, he's taking care of the guilt. You do not have to be guilty anymore. And there's times where I've, I've got myself in a situation. I'm like, man, I made this decision, God, and it's what's got me here. And I have to deal, I have to stop and say, you know what? It don't matter. If I will turn and I will look back to God, he's going to cover that, even though I'm the one that got myself in that situation. That's one of the biggest areas that I, have, that I deal with within myself, is it blaming myself for the position that I'm in. Because I take responsibility. That, that's something that's in me. I don't know where it came from, but, um, and it's something that I've taught my kids. You know, you are responsible for yourself regardless of what anybody else does. I don't care. You cannot blame where you're at today on how you were raised, who you, whatever, whatever was done to you. You know what? At some time in your life, you have to be responsible for where you're at in life right now. You didn't get here by accident. And there's some place in life where you get to make the choice. And you get to take responsibility for that. But at the same time, as you take responsibility, you can pass that responsibility on to God. And you can say, God, I am sorry. God, I thank you for your redemption. God, I thank you that you've saved me and I am brand new. And I do not have to carry guilt for my own stupid stuff. We, think we can take responsibility for it, but then we get to turn it over to the creator. Amen. If we can, man, I'm telling you what, I feel warm, fuzzy on the inside. If we can get a hold of that, it's going to change your life. It'll change the way you live your life, the way you look at life. You can walk around without carrying this, this 
stuff on your back that wants to weigh you down. Brand new you for a brand new year. So how do we do it the new way? I'm going to give you four steps. It says in, in verses 19 through 22, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy, the holies by the blood of Jesus. And verse 20 says, by, by a new and living way. He's provided a new and living way. We don't have to do it the old way. We sin and go out and kill something. We got a brand new living way to be right and right standing with God. That's amazing, which he can consecrate for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You don't have to have an evil conscience no more. And our bodies washed with pure water. So number one, let us draw near to God. That's what he's saying right here. In verse 22 says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. The message, let me read to you in the message. The message said, so let's do it. Say, let's do it. Guys, you can do it in this new year. Let's do it full of belief, confident that we are presentable inside and out. Guys, you are presentable to God inside and out. He's covered it. He's made that way for you. Draw near to God. If you want this, but you're not experiencing it, maybe you're too far from him. Guys, you can fix it. Is there, is there, is there areas in your life that needs fixing? All you got to do is draw near to God. That's the only thing holding you back from victory in your life, is drawing near to God. That's all we got to do is draw near to God. Verse 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He who promises faithful. So number two, what are we going to do? Let's hold on to the promises of God. If you really want change on the inside, hold on to his promises. And what are his promises? It's his word. Get God's promise into your life every day. Let's hold on to the promises of God. So often, even we as Christians, we hear the promises, hear the promise, hear the promise, hear the promise. And then we go out and life comes at us and we throw the promise aside and we look at what's in the natural and we forget about the, what the promise that God has for us and we let the, the natural man take over what God has promised us. And I'm not, it's not easy, I get it. But if you're drawn near to God and you're spending time in his word and you're seeking him, it is easier. It's, it's, and it's sad that, that we come to church and we play church, but we really don't use the word outside of the house. Come on, guys. We got to do it. We got to do it. Verse 24. Here, let me read you this. You can try harder to be good if you want. You can try harder to be good. Just keep trying. But if you really want change, get close to God and hold on to his word. If you get close to God, the changing will happen. Brand new you. Verse 24, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And I want to read it in the, in the NIV. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another. How many guys want to spur someone? Yeah, I figured you would. On toward love and good deeds. You know what? I need some spurring. I need some people in my life that can spur me on. So number three, it says, let us spur others on. Guys, we need some relationships. 
Your personal spiritual growth hinges upon your willingness to help others grow. If you want life change, live your life to impact others. Guys, this is Bible. This is all the Bible's about, is living our life for others. You need others in your life for you, but you need others in your life so you can get your mind off of you. See, God's put all this in. He's made you brand new. Now his call to you is to go out and help others become brand new. And there's, if we would get, quit getting focused on the old nasty us and get focused on helping others become brand new, it would change our whole life completely. Because this life is not about us. This is about somebody else. Amen. Let's take a drink. Man, you guys are doing awesome. You're better than last night. A lot of people aren't growing because their focus is selfish, and selfishness isn't Bible. So verse 25, and we're going to read this out of the Good News translation. It says, let us not give up the habit of meeting, habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see the day of the Lord's coming near. So number four, what's number four? Let us keep meeting together. And what we're doing here at the Garden in the new year, we're going to start, we're going to kick off grow groups this year. And because we really feel like, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in the church, how many guys have been in small groups? How many guys have been in some weird small groups? How many guys wish you could get out of them groups? Been there. I think everybody has. And so whatever your idea of a small group is, just, Put a period there. Brand new thinking. Just don't even, when we say small groups, just don't even try and visualize what this is going to be unless it's good. But what we're going to do is we're going to take what, what God has put in you, things that you're interested in, and then we're going to intentionally use it in small groups. We're not going to build something and say, hey, come over here and do our stuff. But we're going to intentionally grow groups where maybe you golf, maybe you, whatever it is that you like to do, but intentionally we meet and there's things that we do to cause us to be intentionally focused on God and we build relationship with one another. I can see the wheels turning. But, but so, so what we feel like is we've left a piece of the puzzle that God intended for our spiritual growth. Don't just come to church in the big group. Hook up with a small group too. In this, in this, you need people in your life to encourage and to receive personal encouragement. You won't grow spiritually, and you never really change if you leave others out of the process. You know, I'm where I'm at today because some relationships that I've built in small groups. Um, years ago, and this is how I really got hooked up with Pastor Tom, where we really became close unit friends. We had a, a deal, I don't know how many years ago it was. It was a long time ago, but we had a small group. It was called uh, Joshua's Men. And I was in it, Tony was in it, Ben was in it, and Pastor. And that was it, right? It was just us four. And, and we went, we'd go out of town. We read every month, we read books together. We met once a week, I think. And then every couple months, we'd go out of town and get motel rooms, and we would spend a, a day together. And we would just, you know what? It was a small group, and it, was in, and it allowed us to get into the lives of one another. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today because that's where I built my relationship with Pastor Tom. That's where I built my relationship with Tony, with Ben. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I had not allowed those men into that part of my life. 
because we all got stuff in our lives that we need to change. I have some relationships that I've built in the church. You know, we, I build relationships here, acquaintances. You know, there's some of you guys, some of you guys are my, your, your acquaintances. We meet here, and I'm so glad you're here. We shake hands. We say how you're doing, and that's it, and that's good. But if we don't get into some situations where we can make some personal contacts and some personal, yeah, just, you know, some connections, you know, we need that in our life if we're going to grow spiritually. You got to have it. You got to have it. So let me, let me just read you a story. You know, I, I used to be the youth pastor here. It's been years ago. And uh, when, I was, when I was studying this, I was going through some papers on my desk at the house, and I found this story. And I thought, hey, these people are youth. They need to hear this. So let me read you this little story. It says, a mouse looked through the crack in the wall to see the farmer and his wife open a package. And it wasn't even Christmas. What food might this contain, the mouse wondered. He was devastated to discover it was a mouse trap. Wouldn't you be devastated if you were a mouse? Retreating to the farmyard, the mouse proclaimed this warning. There's a mouse trap in the house. There's a mouse trap in the house. The chicken clucked and scratched and raised her head and said, Mr. Mouse, I can tell this is a grave concern to you. But if it's of no consequence to me, I can't be bothered by it. How many guys are chickens? Good one. Caught you there, huh? Guys, look around and see who the chickens were. Uh, the mouse, uh, so the mouse turned to the pig and told him, there's a mouse trap in the house. There's a mouse trap in the house. The pig sympathized but said, and this is probably most of us, I'm so very sorry, Mr. Mouse, but there's nothing I can do about it but pray. Be assured you're in my prayers. Very good. The mouse turned to the cow and said, there's a mouse trap in the house. There's a mouse trap in the house. The cow said, wow, Mr. Mouse, I'm sorry for you, but it's no skin off my nose. So the mouse returned to the house, head down, dejected, to face the farmer's mousetrap alone. You guys ever had to face a mousetrap alone? Well, hopefully this turns out the same way for you. <laughs> that very night, a sound was heard throughout the house, the sound of a mousetrap catching its prey. The farmer's wife rushed to see what was caught, and in the darkness, she did not see it. It was a venomous snake whose tail was caught in the trap. The snake bit the farmer's wife. The farmer rushed her to the hospital. When she returned home, she still had a fever. Everyone knows you treat a fever with fresh chicken soup. So the farmer took his hatchet to the farmyard for the soup's main ingredient. But his, wife did, his wife's sickness continued. Friends and neighbors came to sit with her around the clock. To feed them, the farmer butchered the pig. But alas, the farmer's wife did not get well. She died. So many people came for her funeral that the farmer had a cow, the cow slaughtered to provide enough meat for all of them. Don't be the cow. The mouse looked upon it all from the crack in the wall with great sadness. So the next time you hear someone is facing a problem and you think it doesn't concern you, remember, when one of us is threatened, we are all at risk. We're all involved in this journey called life. We must keep an eye out for one another and make an extra effort to encourage one another. Remember, each of us is a vital thread in another person's tapestry. Our lives are woven together for a reason. Guys, God has brought you to this house for a reason.
It's not by mistake. God knows you're here. You know, and, he's, and there's people in this house that need to know you. I tell this to people all the time. You know what? You're not here just to warm a pew. God has brought you here for a reason. There's somebody in here. There's something in you that somebody else needs to know. He's called us all. You're all ministers. Are we all called to, to preach from the platform? I, this is not anything that I've ever strove after here. My pastor told me I'm going to do it, so I do it. I mean, but I enjoy it. I enjoy hanging out with you guys. But, um, but God, has, he's called us all. And relationships are going to cause you to grow spiritually. They're going to help you to become brand new. Amen? So when, when we start launching these groups, we expect you to get involved. I'm just telling you, we expect it. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's just, we're almost done here. Man, we are almost done. So let me, so let me just, let's look at this. We need to evaluate ourselves from a question. So I got a couple questions you can ask yourself, and this is how we're going to evaluate ourselves. So if you evaluate your life according to these questions, you will grow spiritually. When you grow spiritually, a change will take place internally. When a change takes place internally, it's manifested externally. Amen. So this is a question you need to ask, ask yourself. Am I worship, worshiping intimately? Guys, do you have a time where you spend some time worshiping God intimately? You know, whatever it is, singing. You guys, do you guys all sing? I sing in the shower. Do you guys sing in the shower? Dude, I do. And, and you know what? And as weird as it may sound, I don't know. There's something about having the water running. Uh, I've got a phone that's waterproof. So I'll turn worship music on. And, like, I have this really big shower, and it has water. You know, I shower heads all over, and, and I have a continuous hot water heater. So I never run out of hot water. So sometimes I come out there looking like a prune. But you know what? I, and, you know, and whatever, I'm not trying to make a picture in your mind, but I have some intimate worship time in the shower. So whatever it is, I'm just being real. But, you know, I have some intimate worship time with God because early in the morning, I get up 4.30 in the morning, nobody's up, the house is quiet. And I can spend some time worshiping God. We need to, are you, and, and only you can answer this question. And if you would, if you would really worship God, you know, this thing, a lot of us has God, have God as God, but do you have God as a friend? Because if you have God as a friend, it's going to make a big difference in your life. And if you will spend that time in worship, you will begin to recognize God as a friend. A time of worship will change your life. It'll make you brand new. Number two, in my feeding daily. I know we all say we read our word every day. You know what? I have to purpose in my heart that I get into that Bible every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And we need to do it. We got to feed daily. Number three, am I serving faithfully on a team? Faith, I have faithfully in capitalized bold letters here. Because there's some people on some teams and you need to just, I'm just saying, I'm not going to say any names, but you need to work on the faithfully. Faithfully is good. It makes it way more effective. But we need, you need to serve. If you'll get on the dream team, it will do something on the inside of you. I'm telling you, if you will serve on a team in this house, it's, something's going to change on the inside of you. You're going to change the way you view life. You're going to change, it's going to change the way you view God. I promise, I double dog dare you to get involved in some type of ministry just in a small way. You need to. You need to evaluate that. Together, we're better. 
I'm supposed to get that tattooed somewhere on my body. I haven't figured out where yet. Maybe on the forehead. But together we are better. That's something that that's something that's we believe that here. That we are better here at this house because you are here. Together we are better. Number four, am I connecting regular? Are you connecting regularly? Do you have some relationships? When we start grow groups, are you going to get involved? Everybody say yes. Absolutely. Okay, this is on camera. And so we know if you replied yes, we expect it. But we need to connect. We, you need a place where you can safely deal with your issues. Guys, we all have some issues. You know, there's some guys in my life that, that they know things about me that you're never going to know. But it's a safe place. I can trust them. I've built relationship for, you know, I've built relationship with them before you really let them in sometimes. And you guys, we got to have it. You got to have some relationships in your life where you can deal with the junk because we all got junk. Amen? We all got junk. So if you don't want to experience uh, another year of no change, change on the inside, am I worshiping intimately? Am I feeding daily? Am I serving faithfully? And am I connecting regularly? So if you, want to, if, you, if you want your life to change, why not make the change for a brand new you this year? Amen. There's some of us here uh, that we need to make that life change today. We need to make that life change today. Today, we need to make that life change. Amen. So I'm going to have you close your books this morning. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. You know, we're going to say a prayer here in, the minute, in a minute. You know, but this is for many of you need to make a life change today. And, and maybe you're ready to start on the inside. See, this is an inside start. When we, when we accept God, when we make this commitment, this is a start on the inside right here. Are you willing to draw near to God? So we want to, this next prayer, I want, to, I want you to, you know, make this a personal prayer for you. So if there's anybody here, you know, you want to make a commitment. Maybe you never have made a commitment to God. Maybe you made one in the past, and you just need to up your commitment. I just want you guys to raise your hands this morning so that I can agree with you in prayer. We're going to say a prayer together. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But we just want to take this time to make a connection with you. So if there's anybody in here today, you, know, you want to make a new commitment to God, or maybe it's a first-time commitment to God, just raise your hand so that we can get thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands up going up everywhere. Thank you.